So, Tiffany, today we get to talk about OPP. OPP, yeah, you know me. <laughs> Are we singing and dancing today? Yeah, not really, no. No, not that kind of OPP. Other people's podcasts. Ow! That OPP. Okay, then that means we get to speak with one of my favorite people, Melanie Benson, because I know that's what she talks about. She coaches people how to grow their podcast by guesting on other people's podcasts. OPP. OPP. Yeah, you know me. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Mastering the Podcaster Mindset. I'm Tiffany Kane, podcast coach and professional development expert. And I am David Seiss, professional dialogue and voiceover editor. Together, we will go on a journey with you to truly master the podcasting mindset. Let's break past mindset beliefs that often create barriers to success. You will learn techniques and insider secrets to raise the power of your content and the quality of your sound. We believe your voice is powerful. Your story needs to be told and there is someone out there who will be inspired because you have the courage to share your insights through your podcast. Now, here's today's episode. So David, today we get to talk to the fantastic, the amazing, the magnetic Melanie Benson. Yep, a little bit of a fangirl here. (laughs) She is known as the authority amplifier. She's a revenue strategist and a money mindset coach for what she calls expertpreneurs. So those are those coaches, consultants, course creators, and service professionals who are building a successful business around their expertise, which many of our people are doing. Our podcast listeners are doing that kind of stuff. Did you know that Melanie left a Fortune 500 company after 12 years of grueling work hours in corporate America to build her own business? And she learned some really important lessons along the way. I'll bet. Of course, you know, as new entrepreneurs ourselves, I almost feel that entrepreneur hours are worse than corporate America hours. (laughs) (laughs) They are a little crazy. Entrepreneur hours are a little crazy, but we get to be flexible too. That's very true. That's pretty cool. Definite advantages. Yes. So she really focuses on mindset shifts, which we love. Absolutely. Influence boosting strategies to help you be that influencer and aligned visibility that generates an endless supply of clients and opportunity and for us listeners. Melanie hosts the Amplify Your Success podcast, which has 290 episodes at the time of this recording. Wow. It's not her first podcast. She is a member of the Association of Transformational Leaders and is the co-author of Entrepreneur.com's Startup Guide to an information marketing business. And she's also an author for the Voices of the 21st Century, Powerful, Passionate Women Who Make a Difference. She wrote the foreword in that book. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. That's impressive. It is. But not surprising because she's impressive. Not surprising. <laughs> Melanie is a well-known speaker. She speaks for many entrepreneurial audiences across the globe, both live and virtually. She is been, she's been regularly featured on radio shows and in media publications such as American Express Open Forum, Bloomberg Business Week, Women's Day, Parenting Magazine, University of Phoenix Alumni Magazine, Female Entrepreneur Magazine, and she's a founding board member of the Women's Speakers Association. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) And now she gets to be on Mastering the Podcaster Mindset. (laughs) Truly an honor for us. Right? That's an impressive list. I'm I'm honored to be added to that. (laughs) Completely honored. And to add to the honor, I was fortunate enough to be able to speak with Melanie on the Women in Podcasting panel at PodFest Expo this year. It was so exciting to see her in person and hug her in person (laughs) and just get that one-on-one time with her. It was really special. Yeah. I love that we got to kind of revisit this episode after PodFest Mm -hmm. because we had gotten that personal connection with her at the time. And so this, uh, when we re-listened to the episode, it definitely... um, you could see all of the things that she talked about in the episode just kind of resonate from her in person. So that was, that was great. It it was, she's a magical person. Both yeah. of us, when we were recording this episode with her and then after when we were listening to the episode, as we were prepping to record the takeaways, we got shivers. We got goosebumps. Sure did. What she says is so good. I can't wait to have her back. Me either. All right, everybody. Dig in. Get your pen and paper out. You're going to want to take copious notes. Enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this fantastic episode with Melanie Benson. As we told you in the intro, this is somebody I am excited about. I know you guys always hear me say I'm excited. David likes to tease me about being excitedly excited (laughs) all the time. But Melanie Benson is somebody I'm truly thrilled to be speaking with today. We told you all the good stuff in the intro, so we're not going to get into it now. Right now, we're going to say, hello, Melanie. Welcome to the show. Hello, Tiffany. Hello, David. Hello. So glad you were able to make it. (laughs) Thanks. And hello to you as you're listening in. Yay. (laughs) So when we are recording this episode, we're just a couple weeks out from PodFest Expo. When you and I get to be on stage together, Melanie, I am so thrilled for that. Oh my goodness. It's the coolest Coolest thing. And you're going to be speaking about something that I think our audience would really love to hear about. And so we were hoping, David and I were hoping that today we could dig into that topic a little bit more with that podcaster bent, if Mm. you'd be open to that. Sure. All right. Yay. Okay. So your big thing that you love to talk about is how we can use other people's podcasts, OPP, for um, leveraging our opportunities to grow our business, grow our podcast, make some money. Will you um, tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. 
Well, a little backstory. Um, I've been guesting on other people's podcasts for 11 years now, I think, mm. since the very wow. beginning. I've been really, I've been in business for 22 years as we're airing this. And uh, as I transitioned from being a speaker on live stages to these virtual stages being so prevalent and popular, uh, I just slid right into podcasting first as a guest and then as a host. What I found is that um, there is no shortage of amazing podcast hosts who are looking for really valuable mm. conversations to share with their community. And I know you two are doing this. I know many of the hosts that I am fortunate enough to join on their on their virtual stages, if you will, uh, have done something very well, and that is they have built an extraordinary community mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. have developed this culture of connection and whatever else it is they stand for. And so one of the things that I think is so hot about guesting on other people's podcasts and online shows, like we could extend this into mm -hmm. any kind of like live streaming show, right? Is that you are being gifted instant mm -hmm. influence. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so what I found is, is, is that this podcast guesting, first of all, we're touching people across the globe usually oh, yes. in a really rich, powerful ecosystem that that host has probably spent years, if not more, <laughs> cultivating with their community. Mm -hmm. So it's one of the reasons I love podcast guesting is it's like that instant influence you're tapping into a whole new community of people that are should be the people that you would build into your own audience. And they're there because they want to hear what you have to say. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I love this. And I there's pieces of this I want to dig into a little bit more. Okay. Lots of pieces of this I want to dig into a little bit more. The first piece is I want to dig a little bit more into you and who you are and how you got into this podcasting world, because you have a lot to offer. You have a lot of experience. So I would love for our listeners to know a little bit more about you. Okay, which story should I tell? The long one? <laughs> <laughs> the twisty, turny one? <laughs> what? There's twists and turns on Super this sweet. <laughs> I know, shocking. <laughs> well, I was born in Phoenix, Arizona. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, That's my kind of response, Millie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, my my short version of the story is I got into this world because I was feeling like a cog in the wheel of a corporation, of a Fortune 500 company. I had zero passion for it, zero passion. <laughs> and I actually didn't know what my marketable skills were until one day I was walking through a bookstore and this book literally fell off the table. Oh, you know how they have those rounds of tables with books piled on? I yeah. must have bumped it and a book fell off. It was by a woman named Cheryl Richardson, Take Time for Your Life. I had no life. Mm. I was like, I don't have a life. <laughs> so I must need this book <laughs> because I was working seven days a week, 14 hour days, and uh, there was no time for life. And it started me on a journey of really discovering what coaching was about and how um, we can actually become the best version of ourselves. And then 
tap into that gift and turn around and be a ripple maker in this mm. world. And, and I'm just mm. getting chills thinking about that moment when I realized, oh my gosh, oh my, oh my, I am meant for something so much bigger. And having to go on a very scary and sacred journey to become the person who could have a multiple six and seven figure business. It was scary, but it was in every fiber of my being. And I think if you're listening in today, and I know Tiffany, you definitely relate to this. When, when you get the call, there is nothing that's going to stop you from <laughs> making this call a reality. And uh, so that was back in 2000 when I, or actually in 1999. And in 2000, I uh, started the journey to building my business. And a year later, I was 100% in. And wow. I... It took me a long time to figure out how to have success. And so those early years taught me everything not to do. And mm. most of it had to do with what was going on inside of my own brain. Every single block I experienced was because I did not have the belief system and the thought patterns and successful decision-making of someone who could be a six-figure-plus earner. I mm. had a struggle mindset. Which is why I love that you guys are bringing mindset into this conversation being a podcaster, because throughout my journey, every person who has ever been stuck in not being able to stand in the spotlight, to not be able to, to amplify the reach of their message, to, to, you know, what they were holding back or being too busy or not having time or not having money, the only thing that was ever in the way was the way they were thinking about it. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. So that's my journey. That's the short story. <laughs> you have to tune into my <laughs> podcast to hear other, you know, other reiterations and more of the story. But what I will say is that mindset is the fuel. You can have the most amazing business model on the planet, and if you don't have your mindset tuned in, you're not going to get very far very fast. Oh wow. my goodness! I've got chills. Yeah, chills, so David? many good things you just said. I do. <laughs> I got chills too. <laughs> you know what? When you said, uh, of course, when everything that you've talked about has resonated with me because I've experienced very experienced it very recently with Tiffany. Like that, exactly everything that you said that you went through that has been her last year of this yeah. self discovery of of the thing you said about I can be a ripple maker. I mean, <gasps> that's. So her in a nutshell over this last year of being uh, open to the idea that she can be that person. And so uh, it definitely resonates with with us and where our path is. And I know where our listeners path is for sure, because that's part of getting through that mindset barrier of being able to be a podcaster. It's right in line with that. So mm -hmm. fantastic. Really, really great. Yeah, I wrote down you. Ripple Maker yeah. and I wrote down yeah, Influence and double <laughs> underlined it. I think Melanie... One of the big mindset shifts that any of us have to get through is that we have influence when we have a podcast and we are ripple makers, we are change makers. And I know that's my purpose in life, my through line to anything I do is to be a change maker um, and an educator. And that's why I feel so pulled to podcasting is it's such a phenomenal way to do that. And so I wrote it down. I'd never really heard it called Ripple Maker before. And I love that. It's the imagery, mm -hmm. the, the imagery of the <laughs> ripples in the pond. I really love. And I think we have to, this mindset of being a, 
okay with and excited about being an influencer and a ripple maker, that's a big mindset shift. And we have to embrace that before we can go guest on other people's podcasts. We were talking Mm. to one of our students just today who got invited to speak on on a podcast. And she was like, I'm, and she's got her podcast. And she's like, I just, I don't know. I'm afraid of that. I don't, I don't know if I want to speak on anybody else's podcast. So I think this is a big mindset thing we need to dig into. And you are a mindset person. (laughs) So help us, like, how do we get to that? I am comfortable with and even excited about being an influencer and a ripple maker. So there's a couple things that are coming up for me as we're talking about being being okay with being an influencer and a ripple maker. I almost imagine there's a continuum. And on one end of the continuum is, okay, I know part of what I'm going to do to grow the reach of my podcast is to be a guest on other people's podcasts. Okay. So that that's just like the first stage. And maybe on the other end of the con- continuum is this uh, final acceptance and integration of, wow, I do have influence. Mm-hmm. I am a ripple maker. And now I'm willing to fully own that. So the amplification is exponential, right? Mm-hmm. And so if we just imagine this continuum, what if we could start wherever we are in that continuum and be okay that it doesn't have to be the full influencer But right now, right in this moment, you have a message that if you learned how to hone it and shape it and um, what I say, magnetize it so that it is interesting and compelling on someone else's podcast, that might give you the confidence you need to get started. Hmm. So in my work, I help people who are uh, experts who haven't maybe fully embraced their awesomeness. (laughs) They're still kind of holding back a little bit. And it's like, okay, like I know I do something that's helpful. I know that I love my podcast or any of the other ways you're monetizing it, whether you have offerings or products or whatever it is, but you haven't quite fully owned it. And so Mm -hmm. there are some, I, I like to say, I actually just did a training in my Facebook group on this on, there's typically three reasons why. One of which is we've got some imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So, mm, okay, I'm okay if somebody comes to me and says, "Can you help me with this?" But I'm not going to put myself out there because, oh my gosh, like <laughs> I don't know if I know what I'm doing. <laughs> right. So there's right. you can actually be doing this for 20 years and still feel like an imposter. Mm-hmm. And I just want to maybe create this. This uh, yeah, hands <laughs> raising all over the world mm-hmm. right now. I've been there. <laughs> uh, but perhaps we could just in this moment give give ourselves permission to recognize that everybody in some phase of their journey feels like an imposter. And to the person who needs you, you are a gift, mm-hmm. mm. right? So let's just know that you can feel like an imposter and you can be someone's greatest gift. If you oh focus on being an imposter, you will lock yourself in an invisibility trap and not be seen. If you give yourself permission to shine a little brighter, and be seen a little bit more consistently, you're going to be where someone needs you to be to show them like you can help them solve their biggest problem and take them on a journey they want to go on. So that's one. Can I just really quick, just really quick, and then I want you to jump back into what you're saying. That and, you, 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 you use that magic and word 
we don't have to fully be done with imposter syndrome to be able to step into, I can make a difference. I have something important to say. We we can have that and it, it's okay to have that, which I think is a nice permission slip to say, okay, let me try it out. Let's see how it feels. Oh my gosh, I want to go so many places with that, but I want to stay on talk on topic too. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But let me just say this. You can I digress. Think, There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I think one of the biggest traps in humanity is the either or thinking, mm-hmm. the contrast, and we polarize into one extreme or the other. And I personally, this is probably one of been been one of the greatest uh, deep dives of healing for me is to recognize that the gift is in the end. Mm. We can have completely polar feelings about things in life that feel like, okay, like it's either this or that, and recognize I can actually be experiencing both of these things and they can be true. And that takes us to actually the second place where a mindset thing gets in the way that feels very relevant here. And that is this either or trap of I can either be really successful or I can have my time freedom. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, I have I worked with a lot of very I work with a lot of very ambitious entrepreneurs and sometimes there becomes this kind of polarization of I want to be more successful but I'm not willing to give up my freedom. I'm not mm-hmm. willing to give up my time independence. And it's almost like they've gotten locked into it's success or that. And so again, I bring the end. I I was uh not on a virtual stage, but a real life stage. And a woman, I was doing an exercise with her on this and and she was crying. Like I could mm. see the tears flowing and she was very pregnant. She was seven months pregnant. And, and she said, I want to grow my business. I want to have a seven figure business. I'm about ready to have my fourth child. Like, how do I balance this? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's not success or the other. What happens is you have to destroy the paradigm. You have to dissolve the paradigm that you're holding onto that says it has to look like this and allow the paradigm to emerge of how it does all show up together. Like you're just working in an old model. And so the way this shows up for podcasters and people who may be leveraging other people's podcasts to be more visible, we don't do it because we're already maxed out. Well, I can't attract any more clients. I don't have time to do more speaking. Like we have this trap in our heads And when I deep dive with people, one of the things that often comes up is, yes, because you're holding on to a hundred activities that are sucking all of your time that you don't have to do yourself, right? So there's a lot of ways to to break through that. But it just, I, I think on the other end of the continuum, when you are very successful and time is your premium, you do not, it's not either or, it's and. And we have to figure out what has to shift to create the space for what will really move the needle on making that ripple, what will really move the needle on attracting more listeners. So those are a couple of the big ones. I could go on and on, but I know you guys have other questions. So <laughs> I, I could I don't listen mind you to you. <laughs> I could listen. And every, it's like everything you say, every concept you bring up, I it brings up like five or six more questions in my head of mm-hmm. all these different directions we could go in today. Oh, but we promised our listeners we were going to focus <laughs> on the guesting piece. So we're going to stay there. We're going to stay in that lane. But Melanie, there's so much I want to talk to you about. 
<laughs> Let's have wine in Orlando. <laughs> wine in it. Orlando. Yeah. Let's have a mic between us. People yes. will love that one. Behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Okay. Sounds good to me. So, okay. We've worked through our mindset. We're comfortable sitting in that and of I may have some imposter syndrome. And I realize I can get on other people's podcasts and make a difference, start getting my message out there. So there's that piece of, well, okay, what is my message then? Mm -hmm. And you used the term earlier, magnetize your message. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask about that. Oh, go ahead, David. You asked the (laughs) question, No, 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 carry carry on. No, I was just going (laughs) to, I was just saying the same thing uh, resonated with me also as far as um, you mentioning magnetism. Mm -hmm. And I was going to ask if you could please talk about that and just sort of expand on that concept of magnetism and how we can actually get that into our, what it is that we're delivering so that we get the magnetism, (laughs) I'm guessing. (laughs) Well, let me, let me take you back to a time where this, this concept was kind of like hit in, like integrated into my brain with a, with a big two by four, right? Um, I go back sometimes to the physical speaking because it was such a poignant time for me where I learned so much of this. And I remember I was trying desperately to help people understand what I did as a coach. And so I was talking about how, as a coach, I was going to help them achieve their goals. And I was not getting a lot of clients. Mm. And I um, had a mastermind partner at the time who he said, look, I'm going to teach you one thing. He said, sell, uh, lead with the outcome people want, and then you show them how you're going to get them there. People don't know they want a coach until they know what you can help them achieve as an outcome, right? Yeah. Hmm. So uh, I remember this moment where, uh, you know, been peddling, coaching, coaching, coaching. All of a sudden, I had uh, an opportunity to stand on a stage and say, look, there's these five massive mistakes that people make, and I'm going to show you how to avoid them. It was bigger than that, but you get the point. Mm -hmm. I had a line of people that took me two hours to get through. And I had had crickets up (laughs) to that point. So what I learned about messaging was something I teach in in called the ROCKS method. And um, I'm not going to unpack the whole thing, but it stands for relevant, outcome-driven, credibility-boosting, and use a specificity. When we create a message, and and in particular, a topic the first experience people have of you as a messenger is your topics. And this is where we can turn up buzz and momentum or we can continue to get the crickets. Mm. And so if we apply this to podcast guesting, what I find is that if you are a podcaster and you're recognizing, okay, so if I'm on other people's podcasts as a guest, I could attract them to come listen to my podcast, which, by the way, very smart strategy. That's one of the best ways to create massive momentum in your own podcast. But what if you had a title that was so compelling that um, think about how most people choose a podcast episode to listen to? They're on their app, whatever, you know, Spotify, Apple, whatever they mm-hmm. like to listen to. I, I actually learned the other day, this might fascinate you too. Uh, the top three is Apple, Spotify, and Audible. Mm, My top three listeners come from Audible. I was like, hey, Audible. <laughs> and so, okay, back to whatever uh, platform you're on. They're scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Ooh, that's 
that sounds interesting. That is a magnetic message because mm-hmm. they've got something in their mind that they're struggling with or something that's of interest to them. It's relevant in their world right now. Scroll, 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 boom. Oh my God, that's what I want to learn more about right now. They download the episode, put their earbuds in, they're often listening to you. That's the power of a magnetic message. Now, of course, this works for our own episodes too, right? On our own podcast. And it's 10 times more important when you're a guest somewhere else. And here's the interesting thing, and I know you two have seen this firsthand. Most of the time when you are developing your own topics, what you think is interesting probably isn't as compelling and interesting (laughs) as other people (laughs) think it is. Yep. Because... You in your own head know your work and you're like, oh, this is so good. Crickets, crickets, crickets. That's because it's relevant to you. It's not relevant to the outside world. So Mm. I find that learning how to craft a really magnetic message, a topic, talking points, and even like what you invite people to do next, even if it's just coming and listening to your own podcast, is what really makes the whole thing buzzworthy where the momentum kicks in. Okay. So let's get a little specific here because I feel like that's really, really good. But people are going to say, okay, but how, how do does I that work? Do that. <laughs> how okay, so, do I actually do this? Okay, let's build a bridge. I'll take a client of mine who I've been working with. I have a couple different clients that I'm building out their uh, talks and getting them, you know, big momentum. One of them is uh, a guy who is a, he is a celebrity auctioneer. Do you know what oh. that is? Like he goes to big <laughs> events and raises funds for nonprofits and he's, he's a celebrity in his field. So when he, he came in, what he ultimately wants to do is be a guest on podcasts and, and stages where uh, there are um nonprofit uh, C-suite people who influence that decision-making, right? So he originally came in with a topic like, what what I learned in uh, during the, the pandemic that is helping with um, raising funds today. And I'm like, okay, there's some specificity there, right? The, that mm-hmm. the, the, uh, we were talking about the pandemic and I said, but but like, let's say the pandemic isn't on their mind right now because mm-hmm. for most of us, we're moving beyond that. And I said, what if you, yeah, like, what if you dialed it in something along the lines of five fundraising strategies that will add another 100,000 to your next fundraising event? Boom. Okay, so (laughs) dialing it in like that, boom, like, okay, like, if I'm listening, I know it's about fundraising. I know um, it's like, I want to add it, you know, I'm going to add another 100,000 or more of fundraising to my next event. Sold. I'm going to listen to that because I know there's a gem in there that's going to be good for me. Uh, I have another client who she uh, does content creation for social media. And uh, she was starting with things like three tips to content creation for social media. I'm like, all right, well, it's specific. We know it's for social media, but there's no wow in that whatsoever, mm-hmm. right? Anybody who does social media could have that. So we've been working on her topics and We uh, changed it to something along the lines of, I'm trying to remember this out of the air, but it's something along the lines of uh, uh, the one step you must take in content creation to build social trust fast. 
So now we're talking about something very specific. We're building social trust, right? And so these are just a couple of examples. And it's only one step, which is doable. I'm like, oh. It's only one step. I can figure, okay, that's something I can figure out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of ways to do it. So one of the other versions of the title of the talk we're doing today is um, how to leverage other people's podcast audiences to add twelve thousand five hundred dollars to your uh, next month to your business, right? So mm. very specific. Mm-hmm. The idea is think about what it is that you want people to do. Do you want them to come listen to your podcast? Do you want them to become a client? Do you want to talk about something that's really affecting people right now? I'm working with another client on designing a talk around uh, mental health and anxiety because she's like, everybody's feeling it and not enough people are talking about it. So what is it if you, I call it building a golden thread. What is it that you, what is the action you want somebody to take? And how do you design a topic that's so compelling they can't not listen to it? And then guide them through the talking points. And there's multiple layers to that, but uh, design talking points and like a conversation that is so rich and so compelling. They're like, I'm following this person everywhere. (laughs) Like, where do I go find out more? (laughs) And, you know, not to get too sideways in terms of of subject matter here, but I recently ran across some statistics that says 57% of the U.S. podcast listener market buys from the podcast they listen to, mm-hmm. 57%. Wow. So what that That's says is there are people who are fe- feeling like their problems are being solved and they are finding solutions by listening to podcasts. So if we can build the right thread, that could be you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And where else do people sit and listen to somebody for 35, 45 minutes, like our attention spans are so short. Like reels are even what, six seconds long now? (laughs) (laughs) And so to have that amount of time with a listener to build that trust and build that message, I think Mm -hmm. that's why they're more inclined to purchase from somebody because they're like, oh, I got to hang out with Melanie today. And wow, her message just really resonated. And she gave me goosebumps. And I want to learn from her. And so then they're more inclined because they kind of feel like they know mm. you. They've spent more than that six-second reel with you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. I love that you just said that. And it was reminding me of an experience I had last year that just keeps bringing this home for me. And it actually gives me fuel. It's like, I have to keep sharing about this. I um, I had a client come into my world out of nowhere, you know, those magical clients. And when I trace back how he found me, I was a guest on someone else's podcast. And it's a long story how he got there. It was very circuitous. And you're like, okay, that was crazy. <laughs> but he landed on this podcast and heard my talk about imposter syndrome. And he hmm. binged it. Okay, so again, somebody's in that space. They're like, oh my God, I'm really resonating with this talk. This is what I need to hear today. He loved it so much. And this is the bridge between guesting on other people's podcasts and building the connection to your new listeners. He then went and subscribed to my podcast. And he later told me, I binged every episode I could get to 
for 48 what? hours straight. Oh, my goodness. He said, my wife was ready what? to divorce me. Wow. <laughs> I mean, of course, he slept. But that. But he was like, literally, I was binging you all weekend long. Wow. Every time we could listen, we were listening. On that Monday morning, he booked a consultation wow. with me. 24 hours later, he had invested $10,500 to work with me. He didn't even know me a week earlier. Didn't even know me. And that's that's obviously a very um, beautiful high-end example. But Mm -hmm. this is what's happening all day long when we are on other people's podcasts and we're bringing that magnetic message and we're in our power and we're exciting and bringing people into our ecosystem, which is our podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful uh, path that we're building and making it easy for people to find us out there. I know that the majority of the podcasts I listen to are because I heard them on something else. I I actually, mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, am a fairly new podcast listener. It's just basically pandemic was when I really discovered podcasts. And I started with one and was like, oh, that's a cool person. I want to listen to this one. And then I'd listen to that one and they'd have a guest on. Oh, I like them. And I'd listen to that one. And so it became a domino effect. Um, and I actually found the the coach I worked on to be in on an entrepreneurial program that started me on this through that process. So it's very similar, very similar. I was wondering if you could expand a little more on the magnetism when it comes to being on somebody else's podcast, because mm-hmm. I can see definitely mm-hmm. the benefit of how we name our show and and what you were uh, discussing, but we don't really have much control over the person that we're guesting on. Is there anything that you found ah. that we can do from our end that's going to help to still keep that magnetism going, whether that be through self-promotion? Uh, I, I'm sure you can expand on that, but just so that you can utilize uh, as much of that opportunity as possible. Yeah, great question. Okay, so yes, there's a lot of things we can do. Yes, we can We can give a suggested talk title, but we can't control if they use mm-hmm. it or not, right? Um, so first of all, I, I, what's coming through through for me is choose wisely. Mm-hmm. Choose the podcast you're on wisely. Really think about, are they doing a good job of showcasing the guests on their show? Like mm. there's been some of them where I'm like, I don't really think they know how to do good guest management because they're not really showcasing their guests very <laughs> well, right? Yeah. And then um, secondly, I don't put all of the power of guesting in the hands of the show host because part of my strategy is also to um, leverage those showcases to attract clients. Mm -hmm. I am taking every, and hopefully they provide me an image to do this. It's really hard to do if they don't. So hopefully they're giving you a branded image for their show with your picture and your title on it. And I will share that everywhere. And if it turned out to be a really good show, I will put it in my social media rotation for life. Like until Mm. that person takes it down. I was on John Lee Dumas's Entrepreneur on Fire like eight years ago. It's still (laughs) in my social media rotation, right? Like I'm not letting that (laughs) one go. I would think. Yeah. (laughs) And so what we oftentimes don't realize is that you have people in your community, in your social media following, in your on your email list who are dormant, and they're not engaged. 
And one great conversation that's poignant to what they're dealing with can activate them. I have another story of a woman that was following me for like six years. And I uh, dropped a podcast episode where I was like, I don't even remember which one it was. I was a guest on someone else's show and she all of a sudden started messaging with me about it. She's like, that's exactly what I need to hear today. I was, uh, I, I was like dealing with X, Y, and Z and feeling really low. And that, that episode just sparked me back up. Next thing I know, she's booking a consultation. <laughs> she's saying, <laughs> um, I feel like I'm supposed to work with you now. And she'd been kind of like hovering around on Facebook for years with nothing. Like I didn't even know she was there. So wow. we can take control of the reach and the impact that we have when we're showcased on someone else's show. Hopefully you're tapping into their market as well, but mm -hmm. there are a lot of things we can do within our own control to grow the reach and the impact of that episode as well. That helps a lot. Was that thank what you, you wanted to hear, David? That <laughs> helped a lot for sure. Okay, yes, good. thank you. <laughs> and I'm just like scratching the tip of the iceberg because I'm yeah, oh, I being mindful of our time sensitivity, and I know I could go on. I, like I could I teach know. a course for a week. I mean, I do teach a course, but I could teach. I could teach a whole course here, and there's a lot of little nuances yeah. and cool things depending on where you're at and what you want to do. I think ultimately it's just decide. Like, I believe that every single great thing comes of the result of deciding you're going to step into the waters and do it mm. and then figuring out, okay, who's the support system where, you know, is there a mentor that could help me? Is there a system I can learn? Um, or am I just going to wing it and figure it out by myself, which I don't recommend because that takes a lot longer and it's not more expensive <laughs> in the end. But you get the point is like, don't wait until this magical moment when all the stars align, choose, decide, move the energy, just be willing to be imperfectly perfect or imperfect progress to get to the next level of where you're meant to be right now. That is such a mic drop moment. <laughs> as much as I want to continue this conversation for hours and hours, because there is so much I want to dig into with you. You're right. There is, there is time. <sighs> There's time constraints on this, <laughs> but that mic drop moment right there, that decide, just decide and go for it. That to me is that this is the perfect place to pause our conversation for now. I'm really hoping you come back on sometime. Oh, I was thinking the same. I think we can, <laughs> we can, there's so many, I've taken so many notes and there's so many things I want to talk to you about. Uh, beautiful mic drop moment there, just decide. Yeah. As we say goodbye to you, how does our audience find you? Hmm. Well, I am all over social media. I know you will uh, be sharing those links. Mm -hmm. I, I want to encourage people to take all of these concepts and put it into a framework. I, If you're going to go out and podcast and you are going to be on other people's podcasts, there are some things that you want to avoid doing. Mm. <laughs> and I have found that there are 17 ways that we kind of like do things like winging it and we um, we don't really understand how to build a golden thread. You tell really long-winded stories. Like there's 17 mm. things that kind of turn the listener off instead of turn the listener on. Mm. And when you know how to like kind of sidestep those things and stay in your power, 
you'll have a much easier job bringing people into your ecosystem, which is your podcast, your offerings, whatever it is. So I've put those 17 mistakes together in one place. And you can find that at melaniebenson.com forward slash podcaster mindset. So ah! melaniebenson.com podcaster mindset. Do you see what I did there? I mean, it all about you guys. <laughs> I feel so special right now. <laughs> yes. It's part of my podcast guesting strategy. I like to like, keep track of uh, where people are coming from. But it also is easy for you to remember. So you can quickly mm-hmm. go over to melaniebenson.com forward slash podcaster mindset. It's totally free. It's just it's a great resource to keep handy. And, you know, it'll lead you down a path if you're interested in going a little bit deeper into learning the system. It'll show you how to do that as well. So mm. that's where it would be best to get started. I love that, Melanie. Well, M- Melanie, I got to say, you definitely have a new fan. And Aww. you can expect a little shadow while over there in Florida at PodFest because I'll be <laughs> I'll be trailing you, hoping to pick up some little nuggets along the way. Yeah, so just bring anybody food. that wants to join me. Oh, oh bring absolutely. Food. Bring snacks. What do you, let me know what you like. I'll, I'll, I'll have plenty. <laughs> I eat like Tiffany, so we're good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I told him beforehand, I'm like, you are going to love Melanie. And yeah, yeah. Aww. he does. She's, I, I just know it. You're going to love Melanie. I do. <laughs> Well, thank you both for having me. And thank you for listening as you're tuning in today. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. It really, it means the world to me that you're spending this time with us. And Mm. I would love to get to know you better too. So fantastic. Come see us in Orlando or follow me wherever. (laughs) Thank you, Melanie. Thank you for giving us your time and your knowledge and just your beautiful energy. We've loved having you on the episode today. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Melanie. Thank you. Oh my goodness, David. This episode was on fire. Mm -hmm. Magical. And I I think the one thing that makes me the most sad was I was so looking forward to having a long drawn out conversation with her at PodFest Expo, but I lost my voice on the night we were having dinner with her (laughs) and I couldn't talk. (laughs) (laughs) I could see the agony in your face. (laughs) It was agony, but still spending that time with her was fantastic. Very special. What takeaways do you have from this episode? Uh, the one that sticks out for sure is one that we both kind of caught on to was when she's talked about the ripple, uh, the ripple maker. Yeah. Um, I think it definitely felt at the time that it was something that you were sort of experiencing Mm -hmm. and I think you're still kind of feeling that way, but it was kind of cool to hear it coming from somebody else and really have it put into something that I could visualize. So that was definitely something that stuck out. Yeah. When she was talking about being a ripple maker in the world, it's you you know you're meant for something so much bigger and that visualization of that stone being thrown in the water and the ripples coming out and your influence just going on and on and on mm-hmm. almost infinitely. And podcasting allows us to have that infinite evergreen worldwide ripple making effect. We have no idea the people that we are influencing just all over the place. It's it's really amazing. And she talked about how vital it is for our mindset to be okay with this and that there is kind of a a from, you know, one to 10 kind of 
path to go on of just starting out with, okay, I'm going to be a guest on other people's podcasts and, you know, people will hear me to all the way saying, yeah, I am an influencer and I am amplifying my message and I am out there to make a difference. It's pretty magical the way that transformation happens. It is for sure. Where would you say number-wise that you are now? Oh, goodness. Um, you know, I think I'm heading, I, I'm in, I'm past the five. I'm maybe like in the six, seven area where I'm I'm really having a lot of fun going on other people's podcast, um, working on that, honing my message and really getting it strong and out there. But it is fun. It's it a is lot of fun. fun. Yeah. I'm probably, I'd say somewhere around a five mm. myself. I'm still, I'm still on the backside of the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Uh, another thing I liked was when she talked about uh, podcast guesting mm. and how you can attract people to listen to your podcast, because yeah. that's something that I'm, I've definitely struggled with as far as vi- having that visualization and being able to, um, see what needs to happen. I think maybe because of where I've come from in my personal life and, and how I've dealt with, uh, people more on a personal level, the, as much as I've used social media, it's new to me to be out there pushing something, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I really liked how, when it comes to that podcast guesting, she did talk that mindset is such a big part of it, but also their strategy there. Yeah. It's choosing wisely whose right. podcast you're going on. I've had really good experience with that. Yeah. Of, of there are hosts out there that really showcase their guests and there are hosts out there that maybe don't know how to do that yet. They're still growing their hosting skills. So choosing wisely and finding those hosts that are going to be good partners for you. And also, this was the magic part for me. She said, do not put all of the power in the hands of that show host. (laughs) What? That is so great. Yeah, Like take control of your message and make sure you are saying the things you want to say. Right, And that... You know, it it takes a lot of practice and a lot of work with your message and really honing it to make sure you are getting your message out. Yeah. And I thought it was great even going so far as the title, mm-hmm. giving suggestions for the title of yes. the episode and stuff like that. Yes. She said so many things that I had never considered. Mm-hmm. And, and that area when she was talking about that stuff definitely stood out. I thought it was so such a really good take on what we need to do to make sure that our message is getting out there and stuff that I had never thought of before. She's brilliant. She is. She's so brilliant. Yeah. What about you? Anything else? <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I love a good list. <laughs> and she yes. came up with a really, really good list about helping people fully own their message. She had three things she talked about. Number one was imposter syndrome. Mm. Everybody has it at some point in their life in some aspect. Yeah. You can have imposter syndrome and, I love the big and, and know that somebody needs you. Somebody needs to hear what you have to say, needs to hear your message so you can have imposter syndrome and right. know that you are needed and your message is needed. So she said, shine brighter, be more consistent. Oh, I love the and. Yeah. It's Again, so beautiful. something else that I had never thought of before. Mm-hmm. That and can really take you and help you to get past those yes. mental blocks for sure. If you put that at yeah. the af- after 
your your initial phrase and you find something that allows you to push past it, then you can keep going. It's it's a really smart thing to be doing. It's brilliant. Always it's look brilliant. for the end. Number two, many people, again, have that either or mentality of I can either have success or have a balanced family life. Right. And she uses that and again. And mm-hmm. she just talked about how it's really a paradigm shift of saying, what are the important things? What are the key things? Focusing on that, keeping that in and making space for those things that are important. And it will help you to move the needle in your business, in your podcast. And that is what we are working on right now of keeping that and there, the the balance of being able to pick the kids up from school or junior (laughs) guards and taking the birthday parties while also getting our work done, which is an entrepreneurial. Entrepreneur can, can feel a little bit around the clock, but we are working really hard on that making sure we're taking some time and saying, well, nope, this is time for exercise. This is time for the kids. This is time for us to have a nice dinner with ourselves. And um, I think that is so beautiful to say you can have both. Yeah, You just need to make priorities. That's right. Yeah. It's a, uh, I think that's something that I've definitely struggled with myself Mm -hmm. for a long time Mm -hmm. as far as being able to say it's okay to do this and that. Mm -hmm. And it really seems to be, working in our favor, I would say most recently. And we are finding that, yeah, you can do it all. Yeah. If you tell yourself you can. (laughs) (laughs) You can. Yeah. All right. And then number three in her list was magnetize your message. I love good alliteration. Mm -hmm. Magnetize your message was beautiful. But this is when you lead with the outcome that people want. So this, that thinking of the listener transformational journey, the journey you're taking your listeners on, what is that outcome? Leading with that outcome, I thought was brilliant. And she said, sometimes people don't know they need you until you tell them, well, this is what could happen for you. And then they're like, oh yeah, I want that. So she used rocks, R-O-C-K-S, relevant, outcome-driven, credibility building, and specificity to turn up the buzz and the momentum. Nice. Very nice. And I totally associated that with our own transformational journey, how we talk about you need to have a place where you're taking your listeners and and keep that in mind when you're giving your episode to make sure that you're staying on topic and, mm-hmm. and starting with that so that people know what this conversation is going to be about. Mm-hmm. And so it was really good to see that there was other places where you could keep that in mind and make sure that you're doing the same thing. So yeah. Yeah. Really, really smart. Uh, small commercial break at this moment, but this is where our membership group really comes in. And we do this work with the people in our membership group. How do we grow our show? How do we align our messaging? How do we create our podcast into a lifestyle brand? How do we monetize our podcast? These are all the things we're working on in our membership group. So if somebody is listening and they're like, I want to do more of this, come hang out with us in our membership group. The link is in the show notes. Okay. Anything else you took away from Melanie? Uh, I liked also how she talked about community Mm -hmm. because we've constantly been for community. And the whole reason why we do this is because of that. And I totally lost my thought. Never mind. That community, so 
other podcasters have worked really hard to build their communities, like we've worked to build our communities. When we go on other people's podcasts, we get to leverage their community. We get to hang out with their community. We get to connect with those people that are already podcast listeners and are looking for more podcasts to listen to. And so we get these engaged, active podcast listeners saying, oh, that person's message was fantastic. I want to listen to them. And so that's the magic of OPP, (laughs) listening to other people's podcasts. I love it. I love it. And we love Melanie. We love Melanie. Listeners, we are so glad that you've been hanging out with us today. We do want to give a shout out to somebody who helps this show happen. Uh, Focus right. Focus right has the new vocaster, vocaster one and vocaster two, where you can be a podcaster on the move and you can be recording your podcast. It's pretty amazing. What's your favorite thing about the vocaster, David? The fact that I can use it with any device that I have available. Mm. Whether it be my phone, my tablet, my computer, my laptop, it doesn't make a difference. I can plug the Vocaster into it, plug in a couple of microphones, and I can record anywhere that I want. And for those of you that are wondering, David has been doing that. It's been like David's playtime of, let me plug it into this and try it out. Let me plug it into that and try it out. It's been pretty fun. He's done it. Yeah. In bed. Yep. I just said that. Sorry. It's not an explicit show. Um, At the kitchen table, on the couch, like we've been, you've been playing with it all over the house. Um, And for those of you that don't know what the Vocaster is, it's an interface where you can plug your mics in, plug the interface into your computer, your tablet, your phone, and get recording no matter where you are at, which is pretty fantastic. Pretty fantastic. And and it's a really good quality recording too. So yep. it's something we definitely love and are looking forward to using more. Thank you, Focus Right, for um, supporting this podcast and for making such a really cool product that we get excited <laughs> about talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fun. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have fun recording. Have fun recording. Thanks for hanging out with us today. As a special thank you, we invite you to download the free guide in the show notes called The Biggest Mistake Podcasters Make and How to Avoid It. Please take a moment to leave us a review. Well, only if you really like the show. (laughs) (laughs) And come on over and join our free Facebook community. We'd love to have you there. We believe your story is powerful and needs to be heard, and we would love to help you tell it. OPP, yeah, you know me. OPP, yeah, you know me. OPP, yeah, you know me.